future? An ultimate goal held firmly in mind? A vision for the life you want to create? Well, future prospecting can be an important way to make those fantasies and goals come true. We're going to be talking about it right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And for me, you know, that involves some planning, some goal setting, getting excited about projects I want to take on in the year ahead, or changes I want to make, things I want to learn or try. I think all of that is a part of creating well-being and the sense of uh, curiosity and growth and engagement in our own lives. And research backs that up. But there are some select ways where we can build that kind of optimism toward the future and also uh, be in line with creating the things that we want to create in our own lives. Now, this is a little different. You hear me talk about mindfulness often. Mindfulness is really about grounding for me. I take a deep breath. I tune into my breath. I tune into my body, the sensations, what I'm smelling and tasting and seeing and all those things. And it really helps root me in the present moment. You can do that during meditation. You can do that right in the middle of a chaotic meeting. Um, But I use that really to come clean into the present because often our minds spiral into the future or the past, and that's where we get stressed out. That's where we ruminate, right, and become obsessed with these negative thoughts that often haven't even happened yet, like what if the meeting doesn't go well or what if I don't get this project done by the end of the year? And we worry about it, and it takes us out of where we need to be, which is actually working on the project. So mindfulness really helps root me in the present moment. But when I'm working on things I want to add into my life or learn about or create, I take a future thinking approach. And researchers call this prospecting. And it's just like you would think. You hear of a prospector going out to search for gold, and they have the vision of gold in mind, right? They know where to go looking for it. And then it's a matter of getting out there and doing the things to find it, to, to bring it out of the, the earth. Future prospecting is a lot like that for us. We develop a sense of what we want to create, what we want to do, what we want our jobs to look like, our careers, our finances, our bodies, and health. We start thinking about, you know, these are goals, right? The things we would like to create in our life. Future prospecting takes it a little further, and research is showing that that kind of future prospecting, envisioning the future, is a really powerful way to help us create the things we want in our life and to develop lives filled with more meaning, fun. Uh, It helps us meet our goals and grow, and it creates greater well-being for all of us. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, future prospecting, talking to our future self. You know, it's our ability to do that in a precise and specific way that elevates our experience and makes us better, makes us more creative and happier in our lives. Long before I knew there was a term for this, I started saving for retirement. 
right? Maybe you did too. And that's really how prospecting works. We have a sense when we're 20 or 30 or whenever it is that, hey, we're going to need some income when we are 70. And so I'm imagining in my 70-year-old self that I'm going to need this amount of money. So I better start in my 20s putting some funds away now. That's how future prospecting works. We envision the future we want to lead and we get to work on it today. And the future can be tomorrow or it can be in January or the new year. And so this year, instead of really sitting down and doing the SMART goals, like we've talked about a lot of times on the show, I'm, of course, I'm still doing that because you know me, I like to do all that stuff. But I'm also taking time to really create a detailed vision of my future self, because research shows that thinking about the future helps influence what we do now. Now, there's a couple of ways this works. Many studies have shown that we suffer from what scientists call delayed discounting. Have you ever heard of this? You'll know what I'm talking about. That means we tend to choose smaller benefits, smaller immediate rewards over bigger ones in the future. We're going to take what we can get now, even though if we waited three months or six months, we'd have a bigger reward in the future. But when we reframe our thinking before accepting those rewards and start thinking about the future now, that changes our choices. It helps us make better decisions. For example, if I want to get fitter or to lose 20 pounds, if I start imagining how I'm going to feel at that body weight, say six months from now, I'm more likely to pass on the candy bar today, right? I will, if I imagine the future today at that body weight, I'm more likely to delay the gratification and reach for that moment. If I don't think about the future, I'm gonna take the candy bar now immediately and just deal with it, postpone the future, right? Postpone my ultimate goal. So it's an interesting thing to think about because there are some ways we can get into this. In the research, participants in the studies had an increased willingness that's a quote from Gabriel Ottigen, one of the researchers, to wait for a larger future reward than participants who didn't plan for the future. In, in other words, visualizing a specific possible future counteracted the effects of delayed discounting. So given the choice to take a little money right now or more money later, we are more likely to take less money now for the immediate payoff. But when we counteract that thinking by thinking about and visualizing how we could spend that money later, that slows our roll and we're likely to wait for the greater payoff. All right, you got it. I think I'm talking about this to help myself understand the significance of this because by future prospecting, by imagining our future self and working with that, we can create better outcomes for ourselves, not only then, but also right. But here's an interesting caveat to all this. Fantasizing the outcome of our goals, like fantasizing about how good we're going to feel and look when we drop the 20 pounds or what it's going to be like to have the book 
done and published can get in the way of our motivation right now. I'm in this place right now. I'm working on a new book and I'm spending a lot of time thinking about the agent soul approach, what it's going to be like when it's published and comes out. And I'm getting excited about that outcome, but I'm not doing the work right now to get the darn book done, right? In one study by Gabriel Ottigen, the people who fantasize more about successfully losing weight actually lost less weight. But here's the thing. When we expect to be successful in the future, we are actually more likely to be successful. So expectations play into our optimism, on into our feelings. And if we expect a positive outcome, we're more likely to work harder right now in the moment to make that happen. So we've got to contrast our fantasies with our expectations. The reality, we've got to contrast our fantasy with the reality, right? And what does that mean? It means we keep those future visions in mind and enjoy them. And then we come back and think, okay, well, I want to have this published book. I expect that I can do that. I'm holding that expectation. And there are things I need to do today and every day to match that future vision I hold for myself. But instead of staying stuck in the picture of the final outcome, I need to contrast that future vision with the obstacles I'm meeting along the way. One is my lack of motivation. One is I'm super busy on other projects, so I'm not giving the attention I need to this other book. Things are getting in my way. When we hold a positive vision for the future, we have the expectation that that's a goal we can meet right? I can drop 20 pounds. It might take me two years. I don't know. But I have the expectation that if I do all the things, that weight is going to drop if that's a goal for me, right? But then we contrast that goal with where we are now and the barriers, the things that are getting in the way of our future vision. That's energizing. We tend to be more fired up. We tend to take the the small daily actions we need to achieve that big future vision. So it is important to hold a positive future vision for what we want to achieve. You know, that's the ultimate goal out there. And we need to set goals that we expect we can achieve. We might have to work really hard. We might have to learn a bunch of stuff. We might have to save a bunch of money or make small daily actions along the way to achieve those goals. But it's important in this process to also contrast that big idea with a realistic assessment of where we are now and the barriers that are are keeping us from that big goal. Because then we go to work on meeting the obstacles and overcoming the obstacles. And that helps us create success and reach the ultimate goal. That's energizing. When we have high expectations for succeeding at something and then consider the obstacles, we are more motivated in that case to overcome them. And through this process of focusing on, of prospecting the future, of focusing on what we want, we then are less likely to be upset today, right? It it can be overwhelming to deal with 
the difficulties of today. Sometimes we can feel depressed. Sometimes we're dealing with grief, recovering from other trauma. And it's easy to get stuck in that hole where we're focused right now on all the trouble that's going down right now. When we deliberately spend time focused on the future, thinking about what we want in our ideal life, on our ideal day, then we start to look forward to things. And this is called anticipatory savoring. All these technical terms, it just means we enjoy the fantasy, right? The daydream. And taking time to enjoy a positive experience in advance, whether it's a dinner with friends or uh, that cruise trip you've been looking for or the publication of the book, allows us to feel good now and when we actually accomplish the thing. So remember, when you're needing motivation to work toward that future goal, that ultimate goal, that future image, we have to understand the barriers and the obstacles so that we stay motivated each day to overcome them and move closer to our goal. But there can be a few minutes every day. In fact, we should have a few minutes every day where we're looking forward to the next step in the process, to the end goal, to our life. I watch this with my daughter. She's excited about Christmas. She gets to see her uh, her grandparents and her cousin, and we're going away for a couple of days. And she's already having fun thinking about this. There's lots of studies that show anticipating a big vacation or even a little one is actually as enjoyable as going on the vacation. That anticipatory savoring. It's okay to feel good now. And that connects us to what we want from our ultimate goal. So when I'm thinking about this book that I'm mired in, right, I am really excited about what it's going to feel like when this book finally comes out. Now, I'm very aware of the barriers and I'm contrasting that, but I expect that one day I will finish this project and I'm working through those barriers. And then there's a big part of me that's like, right, and then I get that moment where I've done something that was really difficult for me and that feels very satisfying. So... That's how all this works to improve our motivation, our well-being, our excitement and engagement and meaning in life. And I think that's worthwhile. So that's a science behind it. But how do we actually do this stuff? Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back to Polly Campbell Simply Said, I'm going to give you some practices that you can try. And there's a few that I'm doing too, to help me stay in this kind of future focus and get excited about the year to come. We've got more coming up right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said, part of the best business network of Alerticast. And we are back. Welcome back to Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electrocast. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And we're talking today about future prospecting, about thinking about and then creating the lives we want to live tomorrow and next month and next year and even five years from now. Now, like anything, I don't think we should get stuck in this. There isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to achieving your goals, but it does take deliberate action. And that's what we're talking about. Creating the 
image of what we're working toward and then going back and recognizing the obstacles along the way and moving forward on those. And it's something that I'm doing this time of year. I've never established my goals quite the same way. I'm getting very specific about the end game and then I'm going backwards. So I'm using the example of a book project I'm working on. And I have the image of that completed book, the the title, the cover, all these things that are way far out. I mean, I haven't, I, I don't have any of these things created, but I'm playing with the fantasy of it. I don't know if it's gonna be how it works, but I'm seeing that end project. And then I'm coming back and looking at, okay, I expect that I'll reach that point, but what is getting in my way of that right now? And that's the mental contrasting part. We have to look at the things right in the moment that are keeping us from that ultimate goal. But playing with the future and recognizing our future self and how we are months down the road or years down the road is a really empowering thing to do. It can help ease symptoms of depression right now because it reminds us that we can get through whatever we're facing right now. We already have the image in mind, right? And it also helps us to play in the realm of possibility. And that's like you heard on the vision board segment with uh, Marsha Leighton Turner a couple of weeks ago. It gives a visual image to the things we want to create and helps us hold it in our conscious and subconscious. It doesn't do the work for you. Future prospecting is about identifying some ultimate goals and then creating an image around those, a feeling around those. But then it also comes back and reminds you that, hey, yeah, the future is going to be bright. You can create that, but we need to get to work on that today. How do we do that? Well, one way that I do this in the short run, uh, and I did this a few weeks ago when I was in a tough spot, write about your perfect day. Use all your senses, pull out your journal, write about your perfect day. When would you get up? What would you eat? Who would be with you? How would you feel? What would you do? There are no wrong answers, but go deep and specific. Put in colors and sensations and smells and all of it. And know what it takes for you to feel good in your perfect day. Simply identifying that helps us, number one, realize that we can create that, right? This is a perfect day. And it also helps us understand that sometimes we have all those things in place and we just haven't noticed because we've gotten so caught up in our routine or the stress of the other stuff. So write about your perfect day. That is one way to start this future prospecting process. Vision boarding is another way. Go take a listen to last week's episode 244 with Marshall Layton Turner. We get into talking about vision boards, how they help us create an idea, an image of our goals, and help us create things sometimes even without our direct thought about it because it plays with our unconscious mind and our conscious self and all those things. So it's kind of interesting. Take a listen to that. That's another way of future prospecting. And then another aspect I really like um, and that I use for myself because it's a quick way to end the day. Right before I go to bed, I pull out my journal and I write down something I'm looking forward to in the day ahead. Research shows that writing down something you're looking forward to is a way to build optimism. From optimism, we are more expectant that we can create 
and achieve our goals. And that gets us on the path to future prospecting because then we can evaluate what we want to create in our life, right? We can start daydreaming about what the future holds for us, the good stuff. Use this to further yourself and to get excited. And as you're doing this process, don't worry about being better. You don't have to change everything. This isn't about a complete redo. It's about looking at the skills and your desires and the things that get you excited and the things you want to try and building that into your thought patterns so you can work toward those things. It's about identifying some of the barriers between where you are now and where you want to be. It's not about judging yourself. We're human. And our goals also change from year to year. So perhaps you didn't achieve something you wanted to this last year. Look at that. Is it still a priority? Get serious about that. It's okay if it's not. My goals change a lot from year to year. And there have been a couple of things I'm talking about doing all year long, and I haven't done them yet. So I will go in now and see if that's a part of my future planning, if that's a part of my future, if that's something I want to do. Because the fact that I've had 12 months to do it and I haven't even started, that tells me maybe it's not a priority anymore. And use these projects, use this future planning to get curious about what you want to do next, what you want to learn about, right? Another way to get to this is to have a dialogue with your future self. You can do this aloud. You can write yourself back and forth letters. Often we write letters to our future self to, to give us advice and, you know, do it back. Write it from your future self to today, don't worry so much about things. Or you really enjoyed working on this book, so finishing this book, so keep working on it. Or you feel so good now that you're in this new job. Whatever it is, instead of just writing from where you are today, take on the persona of who you want to be in the future and what you want to be doing and write back to yourself today. Help lodge some of that fantasy in your head. And know that some things will stay the same. That's okay. We're not fixing things here. We're elevating things, right? It should be a fun exercise, not one where you beat up on yourself. But know that if you're in a hard spot today, doing some of these practices, looking forward to something next month, planning something that you're looking forward to and then writing about it can help you get out of or manage some of those hopeless feelings, right? When we imagine how things can be, we can release some of the fear and uncertainty and hopelessness. So I think these are uh, good things to try, this kind of future planning. There's been a lot of research that shows it can ease the stress of today by reminding us of where we're going to end up. And I think that's worthwhile. I've definitely used it for that. So another uh, aspect that I've read about, now I've never tried, but this is, there are lots of ways of getting to this. So we have the vision boards, which you can use to create the image. We have the letters to your future self and the notes about things you're looking forward to tomorrow or down the road. But imagine that you write a script for your future self, like a movie script or a podcast script. And imagine that it's exciting and engaging and there's a hero and heroine and that's you. And allow your body to feel good while you're writing that script. You know, smile and create the memory for your brain. One that feels good because that future prospecting then comes back to the expectations that these are things that are realistic that we can achieve in our life and get to work on that stuff. 
In any event, this is just a new way to approach the year ahead. I write out my goals in a very linear way, you know, specific, replicable thing, but I'm doing it differently this year and I'm finding it really fun to play with these ideas of possibility. I do think when we create the thought patterns around our goals in this way, that we are more likely to achieve. Science shows that when we begin forming the sensations in our brain, the new neural pathways that make these things happen, that drive the action, that we actually are more likely to achieve our goals. Now, professional athletes and Olympians do this all the time. You know, they do a visualization, a guided imagery practice where they imagine themselves running the perfect race or they imagine themselves uh, doing the perfect routine and what researchers have found is our brain the, the areas of our brain needed to create those actions in the body actually fire up the same way when we are visualizing this in our imagination and that's what we're talking about future prospecting you know a lot of people do bullet journaling, and they have a future log. Dates to remind ourselves what's coming up. I have it in my planner. I know what I'm doing in January. I know what days my daughter's out of school. Well, also in that future log, I'm writing down moments that I want to have in that day or things, benchmarks that I want to have achieved by that day. I'm already looking forward and I'm doing it from a feeling perspective, how good it's going to feel when I have chapter 10 done or whatever it is, right? So, all of this is to say, this is maybe a new way of thinking about the year ahead and the moments of head, creating some optimism and excitement about what we're about to take on. Instead of just listing out our goals, can we imagine ourselves at the end having achieved those and then come back and start work? We can have fun with this. We don't have to take everything so seriously, fantasize, daydream, recognize the barriers to that end result and get started today. Listen, we know that when we do things like this, we are more engaged in our lives. We experience more growth and more meaning. That alone leaves us feeling better. And I think these practices and future prospecting will help us create the lives we want to live. Then we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big home. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.